Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. How about that rejoiner there? That's what we call the, the sound that leads into the program. We made it special for this segment because we're going to be talking about money and the money available to some folks who find themselves unemployed right now. There's a story out of Washington. You may have seen this making the rounds on social media. Uh, the headline reads thusly, she got a forgivable loan. Her employees hate her for it. That's quite clearly clickbait. Well, guess what? It got me. And I read the story and I started looking into it. And what I learned was, was very, very troubling and frustrating. But first, before I get into the details of that story, I want to go back to yesterday and share with you some details from a conversation that took place between Kevin Burt. Uh, that's a name you, you might recognize. He has appeared in a number of the press conferences that we've been airing here on these airwaves. He is the Unemployment, Unemployment Insurance Division Director for the Utah Department of Workforce Services. <laughs> Did you catch that? His title, the Unemployment Insurance Division Director for the Utah Department of Workforce Services. Here in the state of Utah, he's the unemployment czar. If you are collecting unemployment benefits, uh, it is under this man's direction. He was a guest on Dave and Debbie's program yesterday morning, and they talked a bit uh, about some of the details and some of the specifics and some of the philosophies and principles behind the disbursement of unemployment benefits. Debbie asked uh, about this. We've heard a few stories of people who would opt to stay on unemployment because it's paying them more than their job pays. And she asked if uh, Mr. Burt, again, uh, the boss over unemployment benefits here in the state of Utah, she asked if he was hearing similar stories uh, or if they were making their way back to the unemployment office. We are hearing some of those stories, and, and that, that is important. And one of the things that we did is we actually released an FAQ for employers and employees to actually help with this. The intent of the unemployment insurance program is to assist people when they're unemployed, uh, but when there is suitable work, they're required to take that suitable work. So what we need, if there are employers that are experiencing this, we do have an option for them to report that they offered this job, uh, the, the same job. We need to know when they were started, how much they were going to make, and it continues to be the same job that they had before. And if a person turns down that suitable job, it is possible to become a quit, and then that uh, individual would lose unemployment benefits. So unemployment can certainly work as we do a soft freeze, uh, but individuals that are wanting to stay on unemployment and not take suitable uh, employment, they it will not work for them. Did you catch all that? 
Let's move on here quickly. Dave asked of uh, Dave and Dejanovic, uh, morning talk show program here on this uh, news station, uh, during a conversation between Kevin Burt, who, uh, let me remind you, is the unemployment boss here at the state of Utah. Dave asked, what about people who want to stay on unemployment rather than take another or a different job when the benefits are so good? Remember, uh, there are unemployment benefits available if you qualify. And on top of all of that, on top of all of it, you also, regardless of how much unemployment insurance money you qualify for here in the state of Utah, if you qualify for even $1, you're going to get $600 of federal money on top of that. Dave asked, what about those folks who uh, are, are so attracted to the unemployment benefits that they would not uh, seek to take a job uh, offered to them? If an individual was laid off, uh, and they are not job attached, they continue to uh, be required to report four job contacts every week. And if they don't, then they also lose eligibility. So what the key is, is to make sure that there are good jobs available. And there are. There are some absolutely jobs available for individuals. And everyone needs to understand that unemployment, that $600 stimulus, uh, has a time that it will lapse and it will not be available. And what we want is if you have a job that is available, that is suitable for you, you should take it uh, because uh, what we don't know is how fast this economic activity will return. So it is in their best interest to take the jobs that are available to them now. All right. You heard that? That was all to prepare us for this story I'm about to tell you now. It comes from the state of Washington, and it has to do with an employer, a woman named Jamie Black Lewis. She owns a pair of day spas in the Washington area. The, the names of her spas, Oasis Med Spa and Salon, that's in a place called Woodenville, Washington. And her other business is a place called Amai Day Spa in Bothell. And in mid-March, when non-essential businesses in Washington uh, were closed, she had to uh, furlough her employees. Now, it was not long after that that she learned that there were some resources available to her after the passage of that two-point-some-odd trillion-dollar stimulus deal uh, passed by the Senate, the House, signed by the President. Uh, and there was a big pot of money from which she could collect a bit to help pay the salaries of her employees. She, uh, the owner of two businesses, was able to secure two loans uh, supported and backed up by the federal government. She uh, likely won't need to pay those back. She uh, was the beneficiary of those loans. Some $177,000, the amount of her first loan, the other $43,800, each of those destined to, for use paying the payroll expenses that she has incurred uh, as she employs 35 uh, people, including herself, who she has had to uh, furlough for a time because because of uh, this coronavirus. The, that type of business she ran uh, has been deemed non-essential in the state of Washington and closed in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. Now, something happened. She secures those loans, uh, $200,000 plus. That, of course, aimed to take care of the salary demands uh, of her workforce, and she reached out to them all. They had a virtual employee meeting, and she explained to them uh, what was happening, that she had been able to secure some of this money and that they, in fact, would be able to get back on the payroll, even, even if they couldn't work, you know, because uh, it, had been deemed that, uh, it had been deemed that they were non-essential. And instead of... Instead of uh, uh, occupying, uh, you know, their time, she has been now able to pay them. And ask yourself this, what if 
What if you were in this circumstance? How, what would your reaction be? Would you be excited to know that your employer had taken steps to make sure that you could collect a paycheck again? Or would you, like the majority of employees formerly working for Jamie Black Lewis up in Washington upon learning that they would be able to collect an honest uh, and earned paycheck, would they get upset? Would they condemn their boss? Would they yell? Would they feel that they had been taken advantage of or that they'd been shorted? Because here's the situation. The amount of money that many of these employees were collecting uh, while working for uh, Miss Black Lewis in these day spas was less than they were able to collect from unemployment insurance and the $600 a week of federal government aid. This circumstance was predicted by many folks in Congress. It gave many pause, but the urgency uh, of the circumstance at hand, the need for a remedy was so great that, uh, well, we went forward with things. And this fearful circumstance has come to fruition. Do you know anyone like this? Are you in a circumstance like this yourself? If so, I'd love to hear from you. Would you mind sending me a text message? 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. It breaks my heart that things like this have shaped up. And if you've seen it, I'd like to know about it. 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. Send me a note. I'd like to hear your story. We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be speaking to an assistant secretary in the Department of Interior to talk about the reopening, potentially, of national parks throughout the country, as well as what is being done in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. And there also is an announcement on the horizon to expand hunting and fishing opportunities across a historic 2.3 million acres. All the details to be shared with you next with my guest, an assistant secretary in the Department of the Interior here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.